Okay, and we're going. Have we ever thought about if we did a fucking um, if we did a commentary track on our own podcast? Like for our for our fortieth episode, maybe we go back and we re listen to episode one of the poor quality podcast and we comment on it and we stop and comment and we say, Hey, wow, we were actually kind of better back then. Back when we still had some vim and vigor. <laughs> Isn't that a remarkably self indulgent thing to do? I think a lot of podcasts your own work and then be like, well, let's talk about it. A lot of a lot of podcasts do that. I feel like they do they. Well, presumably, if you run out of ideas, then it's the first thing that you, you know, gravitate towards. Yeah. Oh well, let's. It's it's almost like the podcast equivalent of a remake. You know. Right. Or a cover version. You know, except you're covering your own your own stuff and yeah like you said i think it would be a little bit depressing on on the very few occasions where i have gone back and listened to <laughs> we're making it sound like we've been doing this for years we've yeah honestly I, well this would be episode 25 right uh <laughs> it's taken its toll <laughs> yeah yeah but on, no but on the few occasions that i've gone back to uh listen to some of the older ones i have thought to myself oh fuck we were better then but you can <laughs> you can hear same. it yeah you can hear it in our in our voices and our tone yeah. that, like uh we weren't as well in some cases we weren't trying as hard and in other cases we just weren't quite as sick of each other yet and i think we hadn't um we hadn't fallen into a routine of uh, kind of bringing up the same things over and over again. Do you know what I think it? Do you know what I think it, was it all is? Fresh. You know what I think it is. Also, what's that? Uh, it was before we got the sponsorship money. <laughs> we started getting really jaded. We, I mean, it's you, right? You're the one. Yeah. Who, that, if you're wondering why Max constantly refers to a big brand foodstuffs and products and theme parks i mean yeah. why, why do you think i've been getting checks cut to me i don't like any it's of not that even shit. checks it, it, it's just uh you know the kind of coupons that you'd get if you called up customer service and complained about you know the turkey and your subway sandwich being cold when you ask for it toasted then uh yeah that's the kind of stuff max gets from him but yeah it seems to have been impacted negatively on our on our show here fun fact about when you complain at theme parks Apparently, like if you go to guest services and complain about something, apparently each like each customer they're allotted the guest service person is allotted like three hundred dollars worth of fuck you go away. Yeah, I believe that money. Yeah, uh, before they even have to approve anything with yeah. the manager. Well, there's this. Um, do you ever use DoorDash? No, DoorDash is one of those uh, delivery services right so if you're too lazy to go out and get food you can go on doordash and they'll have a driver send it to you it's like postmates but more food oriented right uh they have this thing i've used them a fair few times and quite often things are wrong either things are missing or i get the wrong order or Mm. it's prepared wrongly or whatever and uh i always just go through the app and you click help and it has like a kind of drop down list of what your complaint might be and you just click that and then it goes without presumably it's just an algorithm it just goes okay here's uh this much credit back and it just puts the credit on your uh on your account so you don't even need to uh, get it approved by anyone i don't think yeah yeah so that makes perfect sense to me that they do i'm sure you can do that for every order i'm sure eventually they'd sort of catch on to you and then maybe they'd have to actually talk to you which they don't want to do 
Um, yeah. I ordered a pizza once on a Grubhub, and uh, the pizza... By the way, if you're wondering why we didn't talk for very long about that, it's because Max was looking at his phone the entire time and uh, can't multitask, or multifunction even. They... <laughs> I can check my phone while someone's talking to me and still it goes in and I can even respond to them. But mm-hmm. if Max is on his phone, it's gone. I've had entire, I've spoken for maybe 30 seconds straight, uh, you know, when we're driving or whatever and had no response and be like, that's weird. Look around, he's just on his phone. And it's, it's as if, uh, you know, it doesn't even give you the polite, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Like that kind of laughing thing that most people do when they're not really paying attention. It doesn't uh-huh. even give you that. It's just pure silence. Pure dead silence. Uh, it's as if he's gone into another another world for a little minute there. Which is great on a podcast. He's not checking his phone now. Now he's just he's, <laughs> he's sitting <laughs> sitting and sulking maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, I was trying to create a comedic beat there. Oh, as if no, I was still checking my phone while you said all that. Yeah, no, sorry. I couldn't let that go. Yeah, I, just, I just for spoke shit. for about 30 seconds yeah. about DoorDash's fucking um, customer yeah. service policy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, that seems like the kind of thing that you would be interested in. And then you started talking about when you ordered a pizza once. On Grubhub. On Grubhub, okay. They gave me a pizza, and for whatever strange reason, they decided, oh, this guy doesn't want marinara sauce on his pizza. He probably wants barbecue sauce. Not this story again. It's not a story. You told me, you put this on the podcast before. the point is, is that Grubhub refunded it, like, no questions asked. Yeah. Which was more than the pizza restaurant was willing to do, because I called them first. Right, right. Apparently, that was the wrong thing to do. No, you should always go through Grubhub, although I did have like an almost comically bad customer service experience with them once where uh did they make it did they make you do it through this uh, like online chat thing? Yes. Yeah, so I did that and I kept waiting for ages for a response. Then the guy would respond as if, would respond as if he hadn't read my initial complaint. So a lot of questions asking what the problem was. And I was like I just right. I just wrote it. Look up there. Have a look. And then after another, you know, sometimes five minutes of waiting, they would cut me off. They'd just disconnect, you know, like Sanjeev would disconnect and then like Gupta would come on. That fucking rule. And I'd say, okay. Uh, and they'd say, hi, what's the problem, sir? And I'd be like, I just, <laughs> I just spent the last 10 minutes trying to explain it to, to your mate Sanjeev. And I, I have screenshots of it. It's this hilarious chat, and I'm getting more and more annoyed. But I'm trying not to take it out on each individual right, person because they they've just know, wandered they in. Just got here. <laughs> yeah, they just wandered into this increasingly irate customer. Uh, and it wasn't even about anything that important. But it was something, you know. I, I generally I, I try not to bother with customers if I get something and it breaks within a few weeks and it's not that I, I don't even bother, you know, trying to send it back or whatever. So I'm not particularly fussy in that way but when it comes to especially like food if i if i spend a lot of money on food and then it's bad or it's uh oh they've sent me the wrong thing i kind of want to at least get my money back you know or make them aware of it at the very least so that's so it wasn't a big thing and i wasn't mad when i started but i I got increasingly mad i think they sent me through four different people um rules yeah and eventually i just said I, i actually vowed on that chat never to use uh Never to use Grubhub again. To or them? E24. Yeah. You said, I swear to you till the end of my days, <laughs> Pretty I much. will never patronize you Something again. Something like that. I, I think I said, hey, it's not your fault, um, Bindi or whoever. What, I can't remember who the last person was. But I think I even said, it's not your fault, uh, so I'm not angry at you, but you work for a garbage company. 
or like mm. a toilet company, and um, you know, you should be ashamed of doing that. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, but I did say something to the effect of, "Yeah, this company is terrible, and I'm not using you anymore." You know, okay, look, you know what I think the problem is right now is my posture. No, you don't attack me, dog. I think the problem is my posture. I think I need to sit up because I'm feeling well, low you fucking f- energy. You right were now. full of fucking like vim and vigor. Yeah, you were when full I got of here. Spunk and whatever. Yeah, spunk and vinegar. Spunk and vinegar. Right. And yeah. now I'm just like fucking sinking he was like, into my he chair. He fucking comes in and like, yeah. I've had a nice relaxing day. He comes in and uh, he's all like yelling, like, when are we going to start? When are we going to start? Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. I made a casual a casual remark to him and he goes, no, save that for the, yeah. you know, let's wait until we're podcasting until we start with the banter. And so I was like, oh, fuck, he's on one today. Like, yeah. I'm going to no, get gotta, started quick as possible. I got to fucking bring that energy up. I've had a, I've had a fucking awful day well that's the thing you had this energy and then i think you spent it all within the first three minutes of being here before i had a chance to get the mic set up it's been a long fucking car ride up here yeah and that was at the tail end of a long fucking work day uh without going into hang on didn't you say you were napping i was napping i got (laughs) i I came home i slept so little last night that i'm fucking exhausted and then i i went to work I had to stay about four hours past the normal time I leave work because of just fucking bureaucratic bullshit. Mm. And then uh, I came home and caught about 40 minutes of winks. And then I fucking came here and I had to go to the fucking copy shop, which there's none around anywhere. It's it's been. It's, I made him pick up beer too it's been because a, no, that's that was fine. But it's been I have a, a gripe day. with uh, with saucy. It's been a customer a- <laughs> service gripe with saucy or drizzly. So I will is, never patronize saucy again. It's the only reason I do this podcast now is because yeah. I'm like, oh well, Matt's could come and pick. He could bring me some beer and then right. I'll, I'll humor him with a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So you had a. You had I got a rough fired day. from my job. Oh, do you actually get fired now? No. The oh. other job, oh, the, the, the the good big one. one. Oh fuck! On accident, you got fired on accident. I got clerical error fired. <laughs> oh well, okay, that doesn't. No, no, no. Okay. It, here's the problem. So wait, are you actually fired? No. Now? Okay, I'm not, but I was, and then they had to reactivate me. But in doing so, everything got lost. So I have to resubmit my mountain of HR paperwork. Oh no! Including things like criminal background checks and TB TB tests and stuff like this. Uh, Wait, wait. When they fire people, they that deletes all of their HR stuff. I guess that's really bad management. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Surely that's when you need it the most. I (laughs) after you fired someone, and then I I don't think I was fired per se, but all of my. I got deleted got from the canceled. system. Yeah. I got deleted from the system. Right. I got canceled. I you said got something canceled. racist on Twitter. Yeah. And then, and so. Said something racist in your HR paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I got fucking, I, I, so it's all fine. Like everything's fine. It's just now a big pain in my ass because I have to go to all of these original sources where I got all this paperwork and find all these offices, like a t- like a tuberculosis right. test. And be like, right, yeah. go to the fucking, remember what fucking clinic I went to two years ago when I got hired and be like, hey, can you reprint my TB skin test fucking oh, result? Yeah. So now yeah. I'm doing all of this and I'm just, I'm running around like a fucking madman. I'm trying to get all these fucking copies made. It's been fucking terrible. 
I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. But now you can settle into a lovely evening of podcast. I can. And you know what? <laughs> and, and that's the thing is that that's the only thing that makes me feel sane anymore is just sitting in front of the mic <laughs> and, and chatting and just chopping it up. With oh, my boy God. Sean. I mean, how does that make you feel sane? The, the, it, the thing about podcasting makes me feel the least sane of anything because I, even though I'm not alone, like podcasting mm. alone would probably make me feel even weirder, but I'm alone. I'm sitting with Max and like, I can tell that he's he's got this little twinkle in his eye Yeah, because he knows that when he says a certain thing, like someone... That, it, that listens is going to be uh, receptive to it. Hell yeah. And he's like, oh, well, I got this. And we're essentially talking to a to an audience who will exist in the future. You know, it's like, it's like being on stage at a comedy club telling jokes and you know that someone will see it sometime, but they're not there right now and you're not going right. to get the feedback. And uh, yeah, that's a little bit insane. That's like, a, it's like a bad dream. Yeah. You know? Well, for me, the reason it makes me feel sane is because... Um, my art is podcasting, <laughs> or you might say, thy art. Thy art is podcasting. Thy art is podcasting. Oh, good grief! Uh, well, today our our energies are very, very different. Why is that? Like, well, I'm incredibly relaxed. I'm actually more I'm probably fucking, the most relaxed I've been in months. I'm cranked up. You're cranked up, uh, but you've got this kind of anxious. Uh, no, yeah, it's not like a. It's positive not a good. Like up. I'm ready to fucking go. It's it's very anxious, yeah, and uh, like, and I can't I can't even handle that because at the moment I'm uh, incredibly yeah, like I say, incredibly relaxed. Uh, this is the first time I think ever that uh, I've got the house to myself. Except I've still got the animals to deal with, but yeah. um, I've got the house to myself. My wife's on the East Coast, so she took a, she took our kid out to see the family. And yeah, so I, I've spent the last day pretty much um, sleeping. I've needed a lot of sleep. I've been sleep-deprived for quite a while. Um, don't you find that to be depressing? What, sleeping all day? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, you know, it's not something that I enjoy, but when it's something you need and then you're able to get it, then that's quite nice. Mm. Um, I, yeah, and you know, so it's all, you know, lad's night in. If I, if I, and I have, but if I sleep for more than 10 hours, there's a good chance that I'm depressed. Like there's a yeah. good chance there's something in my life that I'm trying to avoid. Well, with me, it's like yesterday I, I planned on I planned on going out. I planned on going to see uh, your show actually, but um, ah. then you know once once my wife left and they went off to the airport, I I was like, no, I'm gonna stay in. But then you know I get woken up by the animals going mental at fucking five a.m. and uh, so I've kind of been when I say sleeping all day, I don't mean one big sleep. I mean a bunch of a bunch of good chunks, you know. I don't mind telling you, you missed a humdinger. So I hear, yeah, so I hear. I mean, so I heard in advance because it had uh, had my lad Kevin Van Cart in it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you give a you give a strange look there. Did he not, did he not pull through? No, he pulled through. He didn't seem especially thrilled to be there, and I don't think he it, seems especially thrilled to be anything right now. That's true. I, it created. A, I saw him. He, he did very well, given the no rehearsal that they gave him. Yeah. But it created a very different vibe. I'm sure. Yeah. It was kind of like church discipline with Blood Alley music behind it. Uh, I see. And that's not really... Uh, 
That's not what we're going for. It's here. not conducive to a broad <laughs> comedy show like uh, yeah, like I Church so. Discipline. Okay. Well, either way, I wish I'd seen it. And, it uh, and he was funny. All of his interjections were funny, but the music really did change the vibe of the whole show. Right. He's a very funny person, dude. He, of course, he's one of my favorite funny people. He's because he doesn't. I don't think he even realizes that he's that funny. He's one of the funnier people in a. He's got a. He's got his very own brand of funny. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. He never seems like he's... Um, I mean, I don't think he's really into comedy or anything. I don't think he... So th- that's kind of refreshing when someone's funny and you can tell that they're not like pulling from anywhere, you know? Because some people and, and, yeah. who try and be funny, it's either like they've got this kind of meme humor to them or they got a certain... Yeah, there's a tone or it's a kind of uh, received we find this funny type attitude whereas he is completely on his own and not even <laughs> i think not even funny by mistake yeah. quite often all, all, often i think like yeah not it's it's not even that he's not pulling it's that he doesn't seem especially interested in being funny yeah he's but never he like oh yeah. i can't wait to make you laugh he's never like right. doing a shtick for you and that's not the same it's always by the very way. understated yeah but that's not the same by the way as being uh unintentionally funny like no, it, no. He, he know when he is funny he knows it and i think he, he finds himself I don't know if he finds himself funny, but yeah, I'm not saying it. Oh, well, we're laughing at him because he's so fucking weird or anything. Traits in himself, unfortunately. But he didn't seem good last uh, last I saw him the other night. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't put that in the podcast. But no, I mean, if uh, I I don't think he listens, but if he is, like, fucking reach out, dude. (laughs) Anyway, Uh, but yeah, he uh, he's very one of the funnier guys that I know. in a very interesting way. I mean, even like first thing I did was he always calls me Maxi for some reason. Like, hey, Maxi. <laughs> he always like extends the E. Right. And it just I come up to him. I'm like, oh, hey, man. He go, I was like, you're in it. You're in church discipline. He goes, I'm glad I took all those improv classes now. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. So much of it's in the delivery with him as yeah, well. Yeah, he, he definitely always... didn't ever take an improv class no, in his life. <laughs> but he, also, he always has this, uh, that kind of tone. Yeah. Of uh, yeah, I'm I'm just here, and uh, if I'm funny, then fuck it. But right. uh, he, what was the one of my favorite? I didn't even see this, but fuck's sake! <laughs> I don't know Did if you heard break that. Or is that just wax? No, nothing broke. Okay, good. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> okay. Well, the madhouse. Madhouse wipes away. I show anything up, I can bring happen. A bad fucking element. <laughs> Uh, yeah some bad energy today i'll yeah. give you that uh yeah one of the funniest things van- i'll wait go ahead go ahead what's one of the funniest things van Cott did so yeah one of the <laughs> go ahead well stop making noises then i'm gonna right. editing in my head right oh now. you are okay yeah yeah okay <laughs> So one of the funniest Van Cart, um anecdotes that I have is something that I didn't even see. Um, a friend of mine, Eric, apparently turned up to uh, to the bar one night and he was wearing, I suppose, denim jeans and a denim jacket. He was he went denim denim. Yeah. And apparently Kevin Van Cart, who usually stays quite quiet in social settings, but mm-hmm. will occasionally interject with something which makes everyone either confused <laughs> have a very or- confused or or laugh yeah and this time apparently he sidles up to him and goes oh who are you sponsored by jeans (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why i found that so funny but it it really was funny anyway so 
I so like I like when he pulls any kind of pop culture reference because it's all they dated about pre two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like he oh, was man. You know what? You you're like a young Brian Dennehy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, ever seen Brian Brian Den- and like he'll always talk about these fucking like direct to VHS movies. Yeah, man. I mean, he's got he's got uh, references to pull from too because he, he seems like a, a cinephile for a very but for specific- a very specific era. Yeah, so like if it's between maybe nineteen eighty three and nineteen ninety nine, just about. It's uh, kind of like he it. I don't know his background, but I wouldn't be shocked if he grew up in a house with only a VCR and he had the world's shittiest video store like right down the on the corner of the block he that could on. be possible yeah. like it's it's like it's all very video store references yeah but even yeah exactly yeah. it's kind of like the kind of thing that you'd see movies that maybe you haven't even seen but you know yeah. just by osmosis of having seen them in blockbuster yeah. or whatever so like a lot of demolition man and yeah uh, you know fucking what was that one that he kept going on about for a while I don't know. He, he was well into the actor Morris Chestnut, okay. who, who no one knows. And like, if you yeah. if you look him up, you do you see? Oh, I've seen him in a bunch of things. Yeah. But who would know this name? And he was like Morris Chestnut, <laughs> uh, and he'll talk about him for quite like, in quite a lot of detail too. Um, but he, he's still like that. I've I've spent time with him. I remember once occasionally house sits for a friend uh, up in I think Canoga Park, and he invited me around one night and. Uh, so he house sits for this friend and this friend just he i guess breeds fish uh-huh so it's this quite nice house like a nice yeah. bungalow style house but it's just covered in fucking fish tanks wall to wall oh and all these pipes and you know uh, filters and yeah. tubes and stuff going all over the whole place smells like kind of algae yeah and uh van Cott's there just <laughs> taking care of these fish for the weekend so he has like a very specific schedule of how he feeds them and how he changes waters out and stuff like that but he invited me around and um you know, he's like, so what do you want to do? I mean, we could watch uh, something. And I guess they had Netflix there on uh-huh. the TV, and he didn't seem to really know how to use it. But he was going through it, and he settled on, like, the thing that he wanted to watch was some movie with Henry Rollins in. Uh-huh. And it was like, uh, I, fuck, I wish I remembered the name of it. It was a special kind of awful. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it was made in the 90s, but it definitely had that kind of aesthetic. And I think it was very low budget. Uh where Henry Rollins is playing like a kind of, like a kind of vigilante, but he's also supernatural in some way. What Henry Rollins uh, from Black Flag? Henry Rollins from Black Flag. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I didn't know he acted. Yeah, he's acted actually a fair amount. He's been uh. in a fair few things. He was in um, Sons of Anarchy for a little bit, and he was in. He's turned up. He's I know not, he's does, not good at. I know he does spoken word and. Quote stand unquote, up quote unquote spoken word <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, like what his spoken word is essentially stand up comedy which isn't funny yeah and he realizes it's not very funny yeah. so he you know hedges his best by calling it spoken word yeah but there's nothing spoken word about it like you know I have my opinions on what spoken word consists of and it's not just going and speaking words. It's, <laughs> Maybe that's the misunderstanding. It's kind of a genre, right? It's a bit like yeah. It's it's almost like a one man show or monologues or like performance. It should in be some way. spoken word is poetry usually. Yeah, yeah. That's but what I sometimes think of. it's not. You know, sometimes it's these kind of very dramatic uh, right. monologues and right. stuff like that. I've seen en- enough of them living in London. Um, and Henry Rollins is everything about it is stand up comedy except for the fact that it's not very funny. Right. It has jokes. Mm-hmm. They're not funny. Anyway. But yeah, so that's that's what Van Cott gravitated towards instantly. <laughs> I can't remember what the fuck it, I wish I remembered what it was called. It was terrible. 
Um, Supernatural cop Henry Rollins. I like that. But the weird thing is, so I was watching it, you know, and when I'm watching something, especially when it's bad, I'll try and sort of take the piss out of it as we're going. Yeah. Uh, But he was like weirdly. He's like, Sean, shut up. No, no, (laughs) nothing like that. And like, he would make his own little comments, but he was, he was into it. Like he was, he was watching it very carefully and, and, you know, kind of. Paying att- he was paying attention. Let's put it that way. Right, he was yeah. really paying attention. Whereas I could have gone either way. I could have just been like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. But he was sort of like, "Hmm, hmm." <laughs> he's pensively kind of taking it all. Yeah, in. yeah. I love that. Yeah, no, he's he's great. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So moving on. You were trying to you were trying to get into a little segue there, which I, I just w- fucked up. But I I can segue from Van Cut back into this. Oh, easily. So Van Cut, the way that I became friends with him in the first place wasn't through Zombie Joe's because I didn't know that he'd I'd seen him there, but I didn't actually recognize him. I didn't know that he worked there. The way that I became friends with him was by noticing a uh, baseball cap that he was wearing at Idle Hour one night, which was a Napalm Death ba- baseball cap. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm, uh, it's no secret to anyone that I'm. At least fairly big into into my death metal and into my other metals, various types of metals. What type of metal is Napalm Death? I'm not. Napalm with. Death would be broadly considered death metal, but they're they're a grindcore band, okay. which is, I mean, they're, they're weird because they kind of invented, um, at least they were one of the inventors of this kind of crossover between death metal and punk music and like hardcore punk music. So their songs used to be anyway pretty short and pretty aggressive and pretty to the point, and now they're a bit longer and they're more formally similar to death metal and they're kind of technical too but they're yeah hard to explain but i would say death metal grindcore something like that anyway i'm big into them and that's how i got talking to kevin vanguard now max generally not much of a metal fan right no not at all uh, in fact some things i've tried to show you you've uh, reacted with repulsion <laughs> um and okay and don't make me sound like a pearl clutcher no, it's no, not no, repulsion all, where I'm like, your... oh, they're screaming. Or no, anything no, like no, that. but it's just not your thing. No. And you got your own, you know, you got your own problems with it. But there's one band that for some reason Max has always really been into. They're good. Or kind of curiously into. Um, yeah. Which is Cannibal Corpse. Yes. One of the one of the first death metal bands from from the US. And and the most meat and potatoes kind of death metal you could get. Very to the point. It's yeah. no uh you listen to, uh, you know, you listen to Deicide or uh, Bellacore or any of these sort of... Bellacore, that's a weird one to pick out of the fucking... <laughs> these are the only ones I know. Right. Or even like Amon Amarth or any of these kind of bands. Sure. It's always these long fucking songs with solos and build-ups. Yeah, and see, I don't agree with that. Well, I, I think Deicide are okay, maybe not very Deicide. similar to Cannibal, Cannibal Corpse in their directness, but they tend to be far more about uh, religion than God perhaps, and Satan and Perhaps stuff. I was speaking out of turn when I said Deicide. Amon likewise. Certainly not Amon- very long songs. No. Are you kidding? Not All their long. fucking... It's like, it's, it's they like, have a few, but not it's many. It's like bordering on power metal. With no, but they're not long. Then the songs are generally I don't mean long between... like fucking like fucking Behemoth or whatever your favorite band is that does the Behemoth are not my favorite band. Who's the one you that does like the twenty minutes? Opeth, Opeth, Opeth uh, do pretty long songs. Yeah, they're not I, one of my favorite bands. I don't mean like prog metal long, but I mean like I mean like 
it starts with like a buildup and like there might be other instruments aside no, from look, guitar. No, I know what you mean, it, but, yeah. you're, but you're saying wrong things. So okay. <laughs> okay. we just want to make that clear. No, you're right. Cannibal Corpse are very, very to the point. And for right. a band who have been around as long as they have, I think they started in 85 or somewhere around that region. So they've been around for a very long time. And uh, you would think that after a while, there is a tendency, especially with metal bands, to kind of grow up. And when yeah, they when exactly. they grow up, they start you know throwing in melodic vo- melodic singing, and they you have themes about fucking environmentalism and stuff. Yeah, Cannibal Corpse started out as a bunch of I, I think late teenagers or early twenties people uh, doing very very intense songs about uh, zombies murdering people in various ways and otherwise disfiguring and uh, eviscerating them, right? And, and often, now, often raping, uh, sometimes raping too. Yeah. And now they're a bunch of men in their fifties, yeah, and still doing exactly the same kind of music, which is really cool because they it's funny. It's funny yeah. as hell, and like see. you can never say that they're about oh they really like grew and progressed or anything, but they're really not trying to either. They do what they figured out something that they do, and they do it really, really well. Yeah, and they continue to do that. They still put out an album once every two years or so. And, and yeah, they're usually quite good. They the last are. one was like, really good. Red Before Black. Red Before Black was a really cool album. Good album. Yeah. Um, it's not very different to a lot of their other stuff, but no. it's more of it. And it's quite yeah. good, yeah. Very yeah. competent. Yeah, they're not going to come out with like... Even when they do solos, which is the other thing I like about them, their solos are these like... They're not sloppy. I'm sure they're extremely technically skilled. Incredibly technically skilled. But they sound frantic mm. and sloppy yeah like they sound almost like they're happening by uh a seizure or an accident like right it, and and they're yeah. i'm sure they're very very de- there's no denying that the guitarist of cannibal corpse is a skilled musician and a wonderful person but <laughs> well you're okay so you're talking about the one who's unfortunately not with them at the moment we can glide in, over that for now yeah let's glide over it but, but one of them had a bit of an incident you yeah. can google it uh, <laughs> so he's not with them at the moment uh, i hope he comes back um but so when they do so like you know you were making fun of their opening act because they started these solos with like well well let's wow, let's wow, let's wow. talk about well in yeah, general let's, let, no let's go back because we haven't even mentioned that we went to see them yet Oh, right. <laughs> right. Mass is getting ahead of himself. So, so Cannibal Corpse, the reason I do like Cannibal Corpse, though, is because, yeah, it's it's pure, distilled, direct energy. It's in its own way completely non-pretentious. Not at all. Um, which is interesting because metal is almost known for how pretentious it often is. Sometimes, yeah. Um, death metal less so. Death but metal probably less yeah. so. But, like... Um, I love I love metal uh, on a sociological level. Like I like God. any sort of I know, <laughs> but any sort of like because it's a subculture and it's like a really well defined subculture. What did John Ronson say about it? I look. <laughs> I'm the new John Ronson. Okay. Or Angela Nagel. What does she have to say about it? <laughs> Is that her name? Angela. Yeah. I love Angela Nagel, man. Yeah. But no, like it's true though. Like, and that's why. I was so excited when the opportunity arose to go see Cannibal Corpse live because I've never seen a proper death metal show before. Yeah. And and that is about as 
proper of death metal as you can as you can kind of get that was pretty straight up yeah yeah and i yeah I, I found out that they were i mean they tour all the time they're yeah. constantly touring uh and i saw that they were playing on october 25th we, we didn't think we could go because there were a few things that were scheduled for that date but uh you know for various reasons each of those fell off and eventually about a week before i was like hey max guess what i can take you to see cannibal corpse fuck yeah and uh yeah we went up to Ventura, because bands can't afford to play in Los Angeles anymore. Right. So, um, yeah, they were up in Ventura, which is about half an hour away from where I live now, and a little seaside town, and death metal descended on it for a night, as did the Poor Quality Boys. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we turned up there, and uh, horrible venue, by the way. I like the venue. I like the building itself, and it had pretty good sound, pretty good visibility. You know, all of that was fine, but... There was just weird shit about that fucking venue. Like, they, um, well, first of all, it felt like we were getting lied to as soon as we got in. Well, when it we turned asked, out yeah. we weren't, but the guy basically just didn't know what was going on. He said he'd only just got there and he couldn't answer whether you know the first band had already played or anything like that. It was Cannibal Corpse supported by two other bands, one called Perdition Temple, I think, who mm. I don't know anything about and we didn't see. What a name! And then the other one was called Thy Artist Murder, who Fuck. I later learned were an Australian metalcore band you, you gotta call them metalcore yeah like, it's exactly what them. it was and you know they were they were fine i mean they were they were fine in the way that you can watch them and go like look good for you you know what it, you're trying no, to do i thought it was it. bad i mean I, I i not good for them they were terrible and they, they sounded just like the music that my friends used to listen to in high school yeah like just like that was very popular in the town I grew up in. Like kind of hard music. I never called it metalcore. I didn't. I don't even know if that word was in my no. I think that lexicon that term probably came time. out a little bit later. Honestly, uh, I usually called it for lack of a better word. I would call it screamo if it had singing, yeah. and if it didn't have singing, I would call it hardcore. Which hardcore is a very different genre. Yeah, it's, no. it's it's completely its own genre. But I didn't mean that as like yes, this is the actual genre. I just meant like oh yeah, these are the fucking. I said it very derisively. I was like that's the hardcore kids. They they're very yeah into. yeah yeah. Um, and you know it's, and it, you can you know you could assume that that music would appeal more to yeah like younger like kids teens, like teenagers yeah. people who aren't quite into because death metal can be pretty. You know, pretty hard to get into, especially when it comes to very technical stuff or very fast stuff or very just loud and aggressive stuff. Whereas this is, I mean, it's not that they're not loud or heavy or whatever, but it's a lot easier. It's more similar in composition, I think, to to quote unquote standard music than uh, than anything else. You know, it the sounds just are, like the Devil Wears Prada or a, a Day no, to Remember no, no, or Bring Me the Horizon or no, you're wrong about any all of, of those. those. Any of those, it does sound like a Day to Remember. If you took the singing mm. out of a Day to Remember, that's now yeah, no. There are much better comparisons you can make. It sounded more like Parkway Drive or um, a Parkway Drive, another great one. Yeah, it sounded a lot more like them. That's probably the closest I could say. Also Australian, so that makes sense. Right. Um, yeah, but the, you know, the, look, I. Uh, when I go to these things, I got to understand that there are some things which I know don't appeal to me and have never really appealed to me. But you can watch it and go, okay, you're what you're doing, you're fine at. Like I think he had a good voice, honestly. I think he had really good control of his voice, and that impressed me. But wasn't um, again. It's the, the compositions themselves. I thought were pretty bad. Yeah, you they can... performed well. They they were they weren't sloppy. They were good at what they did. 
That's what that's what I mean when I say they were good. Would I buy their album? No. You can call me Shania Twain over here because that don't impress me much. Oh Shania. God! <laughs> and that's a joke that I was pulling to the metalheads sitting next. to <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No. So we went hey, in. Hey, uh, you can call me Shania Twain. <laughs> this don't over impress the me. Yeah, man. Uh, no. So we went in there and they were playing and we we're like, all right, that's that. When I like the fucking well, like the bar in the lobby was cash only, but yeah. the one in the venue had a card reader. But then we stood at the bar, and then the guy just at. came up, and the guy, the bartender, just comes up to us and goes, "Hey, there's no one working this part of the bar." Now this is yeah. not a very big bar, and there were like yeah. two or three people working behind it. He just comes up to the, uh, wherever we were standing with like two other people and says, eh, "No one's working this part of the bar. Like you have to go out to oh, the other it, one." It wasn't like that though. It was with these huge yeah, with these big gestures. No, arms. no. No one here. <laughs> After we'd already been standing yeah. there for like a good f- three really or four minutes, dismissed. And uh, yeah, and I was thinking like, you're not doing. You are not yeah. doing anything right now. Why don't you just take our fucking money? Yeah. You know? like, why don't you take our? Uh, it wasn't as if that part. The, you know, if it was a bar, a separate bar that was somewhere else, and we were standing by, he might go, "Oh, no one's working over there. Come to this one or whatever." But he was standing back there. Yeah. And just looked at us and sort of went, "No." Yeah. So then we had to go out to the other one, but the other one was cash only. So since I paid for the tickets, Max covered the drinks and uh, had to go to the ATM and bust out a fucking, what was it, 450 ATM fee? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I busted out about, spent about, I spent a little bit of, I think to the tune of $40 on drinks that maybe a little bit more actually, just because, you know, two a piece, uh, like $12 each. Yeah. So 24, 36, 48. Yeah. Yeah, um, um, I spent a lot more on that ticket, so yeah, we're probably even. No, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying it was a fair. I feel it was a very fair trade. Yeah, it was a fair trade. Yeah. But I mean, by the way, also this is how the poor quality boys go to concerts. We go there and we bitch about ATM fees and oh yeah, dodgy service. Fuck yeah. yes, dude. I'm, we're in the. Hmm. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we're at this death metal show, and we're like, you know, I'm here to get the <laughs> Everyone's true death a metal time. experience. Uh, and we, um, and there's only one bathroom for men, so it was like it was like it's kind of like opposites world. Like the fucking that, the women were just going in and out of this bathroom, no problem, yes. and the queue for the men's was like going down the stairs and round. That, that was, was very unusual. I've when, never seen and, that. When I put my little round John Ronson sociologist glasses on, that was the most telling and interesting thing about that show was how the men's room line was down the stairs it was really long and there were so few women in the venue yeah actually i mean there weren't like when you think about it when you're actually in the show there i mean it's still obviously men there are more of them i would say 90 percent male no no not even close 70 odd okay 70 odd i saw um i've been to two concerts this year actually two big concerts one in Ventura, at uh, the whatever that theater was called, the Majestic Can- Ventura Theater, I think. Yes, Cannibal Corpse, and then one uh, right there in downtown LA in a very familiar location at the Belasco Theater, mm-hmm. uh, where I saw one of my favorite bands, the Mountain Goats. Oh yeah, and that is a female heavy crowd. Yeah, I was shocked. I guess I didn't. No, I guess no, I never gave any thought to what the demographics of the Mountain Goats were, but it's all lesbian D and D champions. Like yep. it was weird. It's all these nerdy looking, probably not straight girls, and like 
they have like pixie haircuts, which to uh-huh. me means they play D and D, or they're wearing some kind of like shoulder bag that like I'm sure they have a bunch of dice in, or like and and I'm not joking, not one but two different people, completely unrelated, wearing those plastic ear tips, right? That make it look like you have the, elf ears. The elf there, I'm like, yeah. what the fuck about the mountain goats is John Danielle? That's what. I mean, what? he's really into all of that shit himself. Well, and he has and, songs about it. Well, songs and then, about similar things. And that's kind of the theme, the ostensible theme of the new album as well. It's called In League with Dragons. Yeah. Like, so, well, I mean, I guess, but yeah. like, that's one album out of 20. No, but I, I, I've dated girls who are really into the Mountain Goats too, and they have a different, because uh, I like them, I'm a fan too, but yeah. uh, they have a different kind of appreciation for it. I think... Um, I think it, it maybe appeals to them in the same way that, for instance, like Elliot Smith might as well, or yeah. it, very like kind of evocative lyrics and clear lyrics for a start. I sure. Tend to, it might correct me if I'm wrong, but in my experience, girls tend to appreciate lyrics a bit more than men do. I think that's one of my girliest traits. I mean, I, I yeah. do as well. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm certainly not saying that yeah. you know men don't or can't, and vice right. versa, but. Yeah, I definitely have found with at least the girls who I dated who were into the Mountain Ghosts, they were really into the uh, the kind of story of it and the overarching stories and the kind of... The connecting points Yeah, the connecting songs. stuff. And they were really into that. And also, you know, it's all very... All the alpha songs, all the going yeah, to and songs. It's, and it's yeah. very, for want of a better word, romantic music it is yeah i mean romantic i don't mean that in the sense that they're all love songs but no but there's romantic it's always romantic for something and nostalgic and yeah yeah, all kinds of things like that which i think uh, completely makes sense to me that girls would be attracted to that whereas cannibal corpse which has songs like fucked with a knife and stripped raped and strangled right maybe less so uh Mm. at metal shows i mean uh, certainly not to say that there aren't a lot of girls who are really into death metal as well there are yeah but the thing is when I go to shows like that, compared with Mountain Goats, for instance, um, a lot of the girls there seem to be with a boyfriend who probably dragged them along a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, which is quite funny. And we got a little bit of a story to <laughs> tell about that later. Yeah. But uh, what else was I going to say there? Well, uh, no- oh, sorry. Uh, I took Joggy to see the Mountain Goats a couple years yeah. ago, and I didn't notice the same uh, kind of crowd that you're talking about. Um, but it was definitely more evenly mixed among men, men and women. But there was a guy there who I want to talk about because um, Juggy and I probably paid more attention to him than the Mountain Goats when they were on stage. Right. Um, there was this fellow, and he was wearing <laughs> he was wearing a white t shirt with a pack of cigarettes rolled up into the sleeve. Fuck yeah. He had a uh, a kind of if you've ever seen Gary Oldman in Bram's, in uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula uh-huh. when he's when he's a gent and he has that kind of okay. goatee and yeah. very twirly mustache and uh, I mean we're we're talking about a hipster here mm-hmm. but we love this guy so much and he kept crossing our fucking line of sight uh, we called him Christoph because we figured that's what he'd be called and um, yeah, that I don't remember much else about the show except for him. And granted, you had to be there, but you should have seen this cunt. Anyway, uh, moving on. I, I will <laughs> say one interesting thing when I saw the Mountain Goats, and I thought they put on a wonderful show, but it was a very long show. It was a very long set list, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it was pretty um, long when I saw If you're it. like a big Mountain Goats fan, I could see that being very rewarding. And I, I am, certainly more so than a Cannibal Corpse fan where I recognize like four songs. Right. Um, but like, you know, I recognized every song that he played and, and, um, it was a long ass set. But one thing that I thought was really interesting and notice notable is that they did not play no children. Oh, they did when I saw them. Yeah. Well, I think 
that they probably played it at other shows on this same tour. I know their set lists right. do change uh, from show to show. And I saw the um, bassist kind of like lean over to John Darnielle at one point and like <laughs> ask a question. And John Darnielle just, just like shook, shook, his, shook head. his head no. Yeah. <laughs> I can't like, imagine how sick they must be playing that song. It's not that good of a song. I love it. It is a great song. I of. love it. I guess maybe I've heard it so many times now. You're talking very loud, by the way. That's... I'm excited. <laughs> but they closed no, with... No, Children's fantastic. They song. closed with This Year, which I'm like, how are you not sick of playing This Year? It's been around longer. True. Oh, wait. I, I... No, it hasn't. What no, came out no, first? No. Tallahassee or no, Sunset Yeah, Street? No Children came out first, I'm sure. They're, they were neck and neck. 2004 for Tallahassee. Oh, no, you're right. The yeah. the big order is it was all Hail West, Texas, Tallahassee, We Shall All Be Healed, and then the Sunset Yeah, Street. yeah. It was a while after. Yeah. And they had a music video for that song, I remember, um, for this year. Anyway, I'll wait for you. So, yeah, No Children has been a long runner. But the fact is that they didn't play No Children. And then on the way out, as if in a, a small riot, the entire crowd, not including me, because I was like, what the fuck? Oh, they started chanting for Started it? singing it. Oh, well. Not chanting for it. Oh, that's a dick move. Singing it <laughs> to themselves as they walked out of the venue. Oh, dear. Well... I mean, yeah, I understand. You, it. I, you know, I, I I saw Radiohead a couple of years ago. I'm not the hugest Radiohead fan, but right. you know, there are certainly songs or even entire albums of those that I really, I really like. Uh, they didn't play anything that people would have wanted mm. them to play. I think they played "My Iron Lung," and that was about it. Nothing than, from OK Computer or whatever the fuck. Uh, their famous I'm album honestly was. trying to remember. They may have played "Paranoid Android." I mean, you want to talk about you want to talk about a band I know, but you certainly didn't. Certainly no creep. Certainly no, um, you know, like pretty much all the ones that you might expect them to play, they didn't play, and uh, it was a two and a half hour set. And honestly, it was quite a dull set too. They were they're good, but a lot of their music is very dull. Um, Anyway, so so moving on, but uh, Cannibal Corpse are a band who have no shame and seemingly are not tired at all of playing certain (laughs) certain. Staples, you know. Certain hits. They have staples. If you go and see Cannibal Corpse, you're almost guaranteed to see Hammer Smash Face, I Come Blood. Yeah. Uh, Not Strip Drapes and Strangles. No, I've seen the, I've seen Cannibal Corpse probably five or six times, uh, sometimes by accident and sometimes because I'm, you know, if you want, if you feel like death metal, if you feel like going to that kind of show, there really isn't a better, more quality guaranteed show than cannibal quotes to go see so i've seen them a bunch of times and they've played fuck with knife almost every time and if i may but not this one if i may hammer smash face is on tomb of the mutilated isn't it yes their first album no not their first album it's their third album i think tomb of the mutilated they got eaten back to life butchered at birth and then tomb of the mutilated okay or it might be in the other uh, yeah well but we're looking at a very fucking old album yeah with their old vocalists i mean exactly so we're looking at Two of the Mutilated. I what? Think? No. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I thought that goes back to the 80s. Okay. I obviously don't know anything about Cannibal Corpse. But no, Hammer Smash Face is the one they played in Ace Ventura. Apparently, Jim Carrey was a big fan of theirs and uh, got them in to be in the movie. I think they're in the second movie. Or is it the first one? I don't remember. But uh, they're in. Yeah, they're in some club scene where they're playing, and he specifically asked for Hammer Smash Face because he apparently really liked that song. Yeah. And it is, uh, it's a fucking killer song, dude. It's really cool. They uh, played Devoured by Vermin. Devoured by Vermin, which I haven't seen them play before. 
awesome. Yeah. They played Red Before Black, the yeah. titular. They played, they, I mean, that, that's the cool thing about that show was because they have a new album, and even though they're one of those bands who I think realized that people are there to see you know, their old, old, old favorites, yeah. they did a really good job, I think, that time of... Um, mixing it up with new stuff. I think they play four songs from the new album, which is pretty impressive. I, I'll say this. I don't really like live music very much. I've, <laughs> I've gotten to an age now where I will only go see a band if they are one of my favorite bands because I cannot stand sitting through songs I don't know. Yeah. I find it very boring. And that is not the case less with Cannibal of a, Corpse. Less of a problem with death metal in general. I went out on a limb with Cannibal Corpse. I said, I just want to see what this show is. And mm. they're not, by the way, this isn't Guar. This is, there's no fucking stage. Very little theatricality at all. None. In fact, they don't, I, they're as dressed as I like know, shit. Yeah. They, uh, they look like and shit. trousers and they pretty much just stand, they, they don't even move around the stage. They stand very still and it's because um, they, they need to be in exactly the right position for their monitors. Because mm. it's really hard, uh, the, the instruments especially, really, really hard to, um, to play and you need to be able to hear well in order to get your timing right. You've got two guitars that are playing in very, very close unison with each other and then a bass which is insane i don't know if you're watching them oh yeah alex webster playing the bass yeah i've never seen a bass any other i've seen a lot of technical stuff and i've never seen anyone quite like him He's i didn't know that insane. he plays with his he plays fingers. With, uh, like three fingers yeah yeah it's really crazy um yeah. i kind of assumed that he picked for some reason no i mean he almost weirdly he has kind of a jazzy style to the way yeah. he plays bass uh which is interesting for death metal but also that's why you're able to I think they put a lot of emphasis on it. So in the albums, you can you can hear the bass really well. Quite often, the bass will kind of follow the guitar riff or the guitar line, but you can hear very very strong bass lines in um, in Cannibal Corpse music. I, I really really I like them a lot. I don't listen to them very often. And I wouldn't say you know even they're one of my favorite bands no. or even close to it. But I'm always very very impressed by them, and they're very uh, yeah they're really good at what they do, and they and I like that they're not trying really to do anything different than that so that's what i was getting to is like i i don't really like live music i've seen artists that i love and left early because i was just bored or my right. back hurt from standing up i saw probably my favorite rapper uh open mike eagle and it's just him and his like little keyboard is like midi controller basically right and his laptop and, and he's like a perfectly compelling performer and the songs sound like they do on the album but i'm just like okay who cares and i, I walked yeah. out you know there are, there are bands um, like that for me too and like but so and he's one of my favorites mm -hmm. and i knew every song he was playing and it's like great uh cannibal corpse i knew almost none of the songs except for the big hits and um, probably like four or five that you knew pretty well yeah yeah i knew devoured by vermin i knew hammer smash face i knew i come blood and like i knew red the, before black some of the new yeah. ones too yeah um but and i start to finish thoroughly entertained oh man you should have seen his little face like yeah. <laughs> it was really great because yeah. uh so we we went down pretty there were like two levels of pit right yeah. so there was one and then like a small staircase down into the proper mosh pit mm. Um, and we started out on the little level above, still pretty close, could see everything very yeah. clearly and stuff like that. That was one but thing I did like about the venue, really good visibility. Really good visibility. No matter venue. where you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we moved down. So, we, yeah, we went there for Cannibal, and uh, I think they opened with Code of the Slashers off the new album, mm. the one that's kind of slow but then has a fast bit. So it was a good intro, actually, because they yeah. start off a little bit slow and kind of heavy, and then... 
you know, when it goes to the fast bit, uh, Corpse Grinder, the singer, the vocalist, starts spinning his head around. Yeah. It's just like the, you know, that's why everyone goes to see. People start, <laughs> yeah. people start people cheering. So, uh, it, was a great, it was like a drop, you know, in, dumb, yeah. in drum and bass and EDM yeah. and stuff, you have drops. Like, that's Cannibal Corpse's <laughs> equivalent of a drop. It's <laughs> yeah, exactly. slow, and then, boom, and then yeah. his head starts spinning. I'm, dude, it, it looks like it's going to fly off his fucking neck. Like, and, it's so and ridiculous his how fast ne- that And that's how he has this neck that's wider than his, his head. His neck is actually wider than his head. Yeah. Yeah, if you look at it, it really is. He's a freak. I mean, he's it, a, he's a very odd-looking guy because They're of it. They're all yeah. so hideous. Like, yeah, but that's, the, that's what I really <laughs> kind of funny. Gravita- No, but that's what I really gravitated towards with uh, a lot of metal music in general was yeah. the, um they really are kind of you know, you have a lot of music for outcasts type things yeah. but a lot of the time they they're like trendy in their own way or yeah. they look really good in their own way or you, you know you can have ugly-ish people or you know like what yeah. what's your bright eyes guy um Connor Connor Obers. like you know if you saw him on the street you wouldn't think much but there's something kind of sexy-ish about it yeah what i like about death metal was there's nothing sexy about it and they're honestly kind of gross quite often yeah i like that he's a fat fuck too i didn't know that he's put on weight uh, yeah. yeah he he is also just huge he's yeah. just a very big guy but he's definitely got a bit of a gut now yeah i mean he's 50 well like he's, he's like 50. holding the microphone and there's flab on his forearm sure like oh man yeah, yeah. Not but, to body shame him. He's wonderful. Yeah, you're going to body shame Corpse Grinder? He's wonderful. <laughs> See what happens to you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. They're all, they're all lovely guys he as well. Like a, he's like a dad on he stage, too. His between show, like his between song banter yeah, he's is got a bit of banter in me. very interesting. They actually don't seem to take themselves seriously at all, which no, I, mean, I they, didn't. I kind of almost wish they did. No, because I mean, it would make it a little bit more pure. But yeah, I there, like look, it there are ways. other bands who their whole performance is very much in yeah. keeping with the tone of their music, yeah. um, and that's fun in its own way. But I think with Cannibal Corpse, they really are like, like you said, there's no theatricality. There's never any costume or anything right. like that. Yeah. They're very much just here's the music that we really think is cool. It's yeah, and he just, does have there is theatricality to it, you know, where he's saying, you know, if I don't see you banging your head out there, I'll come in the crowd and bang it for you and stuff oh, like that. Sure. You know? But I mean, like, but- <laughs> there's a little bit of. Yeah, but he's not up there fucking acting cool. No, he's but I telling like, really I'm, corny jokes. I between. like that. Though. I like it too. Yeah. No, I like it too. <laughs> um, I just mean as a sociological experience, I wanted oh it God, to be a little stop bit more saying that. I wanted to be a little bit more pure. I went to Cannibal Corpse for the sociological experience. No, and, I went there uh, to I have, have to a say great I was old underwhelmed. time. No, yeah. no, no, no. I went there for a great old time, and that's what and I they had. They fucking delivered it. So. Yeah. As I was saying, you start off with that, then it starts kicking into gear. I, see, I look over at Max and I'm like, because pretty much I've seen Cannibal Corpse a bunch of times, so I don't need to watch them all the time. I was mostly watching Max. It's kind of like, <laughs> you know. What were you but, expecting? I was expecting, honestly, well, first of all, I don't really, uh, now that I'm a little bit older, I mean, you know, 29, mm-hmm. not that old, but old enough to the point where I don't really want to be the life of the party at a show anymore. Right. I'm happier kind of standing closer to the mixing desk and trying to hear it well and trying to just sort of watch everything mm-hmm. without having to constantly look at, you know, shoving people past me and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, so I figured that you'd be a little bit more like that, like kind of reserved, kind of just standing there, maybe a little bit of a head nod every now and then. Yeah. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised to see <laughs> the you had a fucking this grin on your face the entire yeah. time which was uh 
which was really nice. The only other time I've seen that grin on Max's face has been like when they're when we've been in like a Seven Eleven or something. And he's like staring through the staring through the sneeze shield at when the hot dogs or whatever. When Pizza Hut announces the new Pizzones. Yeah, really. <laughs> no, seriously, I've seen you in a lot of different settings, and yeah. that's probably the most consistently for you know an hour and a half yeah. straight. You've just been you were kind of grinning and like like, yeah. like banging your little head, mm-hmm. fucking nodding and. You know, yeah, having a great time. And I was also a little bit protective of you, too. Like, mm. So we did, uh, after a couple of songs, I was like, yeah, let's go down into the pit. Let's see what's going on there. So we yeah. went down into the more crazy area of the pit, yeah. right? And uh, I, w- so it's like this little staircase, and then the pit starts pretty much immediately at the bottom of that staircase with like a one or two people buffer. Yeah. And um, I thought you were following me, so I went into the pit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, started trying to mosh my way to the front. Mm. Now, I'm pretty... I've I've been in a lot of metal shows and a lot of uh, pits like that. And I'm pretty good at... Generally, I'm one of the most, you know... Never the biggest, but I I can hold my own in a pit pretty well and get where I need to go. This pit was a fucking psycho pit, dude. Yeah, and let me tell you... I've been in some pits in my life, nothing special. But uh, I've been at the pit for fucking the mountain goats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been in some pits. Let me I have, it. but nothing like a death metal pit. And also, uh, you know, I I took one look at the size mm. of some of these fucking guys. It was mad. There dude. was scarcely a man under 300 pounds in that pit. Yeah. Either in muscle or fat. Both. And height, too. And, they were and, fucking huge. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to chill. Yeah, no. I was, happy to, wise to. I was yeah. happy to be right. I like being right on the edge of the pit because mm. I'm feeling the experience. I'm feeling the energy. I'm yeah. getting knocked a little bit. But I'm not getting knocked on my ass. Right. I'm not getting trampled. Because I have been trampled in shows before. <laughs> and it's a scary feeling. <laughs> well, this was the first time for me. Yeah. Like, again, like I said, I can handle myself pretty well. And I'm six foot, 200 pounds. You know, I'm not the kind of guy who generally goes down in a pit very easily. But I fucking went in there with the intention pretty much of doing a little bit of moshing and then getting to the front couple of rows. Yeah. And I went in there and got about maybe five seconds of moshing before I turned my head and I see this. Like fucking 500 pound mass of shit hit me <laughs> like push you know in, the, in a pit you're meant to kind of like bounce yeah. a little bit you're, you're meant to sort of give a little bit of push and a little bit of push back yeah this guy just was storming around like a fucking t-rex right <laughs> and pushing like full-on pushing he pushed me got me perfectly right on each um what do you call it? Not clavicle, but like right, right, right on each peg. Push me. I flew. I got air. I flew off the fucking off my feet, landed on my ass. Yeah, and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ! And luckily, I didn't get trampled. I managed to get up pretty quickly. But then I went, okay, yeah, I'm staying out of this fucking pit. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not in the mood. Yeah, uh, but I managed to get through to the front. So I spent a song or two there. And then I look behind me, and I like Max is nowhere to be seen. I'm like, oh fuck, did he get? <laughs> is he dead? Yeah, like, did he? Because I thought you'd followed me in. So I was no, like, no, fuck, no, if no. he if he went in there, like you know, that could be bad yeah. news. It's, it's a pretty rough pit. So no, so I spent like a song there, and then came back through and found you just <laughs> hanging out by the circus. So yeah. I was kind of like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> he that just watched me I go was. in there and get yeah, my ass I was ass like, kicked. oh, what's he up to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so then we were like hanging out by the by the staircase for a bit. And then I fucking, I kept all these fucking um, people going down the staircase yeah. trying to get into the pit. And I, I was spending most of my time looking at them, hope like trying to help them get through 
rather than watching the band or more importantly watching Max. So eventually I, I said like, all right, I'm going to go back up there. I went back yeah. up the staircase and was about, you know, 10 feet behind you. But I got to, this was perfect. So I had a good view of the band. I had a good view of Max too. Oh, nice. And I was like, all right, let me make sure he's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, uh, yeah, there big were grin some, on your face. I will lovely. say there were some songs in which there was no, because this is like, like I said, this is like a whole floor of the show, of the, of yeah. the building rather. Uh, there were some songs in which there was no, separation between the pit and the rest of us like no. i come blood and hammer smash face especially yeah. the big hits everyone's moving yeah everyone's moving and i'm like and that's when you plant your feet and you kind of put your arms out a yeah, little bit yeah, you yeah. just kind of like i want to maintain my spot a little bit right and i didn't get knocked over or anything so no no fine, you held your own pretty well but there was this fucking i remember when i came back to the staircase <laughs> and we were just watching the pit there was oh, yes. this fucking guy oh my god who, like, it, like like a hound dog you almost saw him like sniffing in the air yeah <laughs> And then when oh like a good one's gonna start and yeah. he like he had his shirt off and yeah. he like barrels into this pit yeah. and we were just watching him he, he wasn't even that tall he was probably he's like about five, five eight. feet tall and four feet wide <laughs> <laughs> he was probably just, like five five seven or five yeah, eight yeah but like he looked like a fucking gorilla like truly gorilla like barreling into this pit yeah. and. Uh, Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, and there were a couple of fights in there. Uh, there were some yeah. people in there who I think wanted to start trouble, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was overall, it's all fine. A lot of, One a lot of that shirtless maybe, dudes. Sorry, go ahead. A lot of shirtless dudes. A lot oh, of... God, I, yeah, touching them, trying to push in them. The, oh, yeah, I was covered in other experience. people's sweat by oh, the yeah. end of it. But Not sure, um, I'm throwing out. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, I will say, uh, talking about girls being there, mm-hmm. and a lot of the time they appear to be people's girlfriends... Not the case where I was. Uh, lots of groups of girls that were clearly just into Cannibal Corpse, into metal, whatever. But they would occasionally k- jump in the pit. Yeah. And if a <laughs> six foot two man of your stature gets in there, imagine when this little five foot, like 80 pound girl gets in there. Right, right. Uh, and she would like, almost like a cartoon she would jump in and then get like spit back to right in front of me (laughs) like yeah no it's it's really not a place for certain people for small people for sure yeah i mean unless unless you're a fucking tiny gorilla but there are some guys not so much at this show i saw a couple of them but at other shows i've been to there are some small guys who i think really like getting in pits and yeah actually like throwing punches yes because it makes them feel big and tough yes because they get to like lamp a six foot pound of shit in the face you know and, and it's kind of socially acceptable or uh, they yeah can, i mean that or they can run away yeah they can you know. or, or they can play off as an accident if they right. realize they've yeah hit the wrong guy yeah. but yeah there are definitely some people who try and start trouble it makes me wonder why there aren't waivers for places like that it's you know i mean i guess it's your own choice and stuff but that's way more dangerous than like, any of the things that that, for instance, I would make you sign a waiver for, you know? Do you know what one of the dumbest concert things is, since we're talking about rock concerts this episode? What's that? Uh, so, Death Metal has the has the kind of pits, and uh, any really, any hard rock show you go to is going to have some kind of pit, and unfortunately, also, sometimes people try to start pits at things that are just not appropriate. Miley! <laughs> I, I don't... I didn't see a pit for the mountain goats, thank God. No. <laughs> but... That would be very unlikely. It wouldn't be... I think I saw, like, a pit for, like, Coheed and Cambria. I can imagine that. They're a, they're a metal band at heart. 
They got some. Uh, they not got some in the era moves. I saw them. <laughs> I saw I them can, in the no, blood red summer. I've seen them live too. They, yeah, I can. Um, let me think. What, what was some of the more embarrassing? I mean, Green Day. Yeah. But one of the ones I I saw this I saw this band. Maybe you've heard of them. Anti Flag. Oh yeah, a punk band. I uh, can imagine them having a pit too, though. So they did. Yeah. But this is what I was saying. There's something about punk pits, and it's Anti Flag is one of the more straightforward punk bands of that style yeah, of punk sort of not punk in like the more traditional sense yeah no, but no, like yeah. whatever if you want to call it neo-punk or pop punk eh, or something yeah but that like very like chanty mm-hmm. simple chord music mm-hmm. uh they're like no effects exactly <laughs> right and the, like the mohawks and yeah, all this. yeah yeah and so i didn't know this until that day at, that fateful day at warp tour when i wandered over to the anti-flag show to see what that looked like because i'm a sociologist right and uh, everyone is in a circle pit, mm. which is to say, you basically just run around in a big circle. Are running yeah. around in a circle? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. That is the stupidest fucking. <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, they're not bumping know. into each other. No, they're just sort of going around in this just big circle. Running in circles. Yeah, I've never really understood the appeal of that. <laughs> But, you might as well but, put a maypole in the middle <laughs> of it. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that plenty of times and I don't quite get it, but whatever. Uh, obviously, people get something out of it, you know. Fucking dumb. <laughs> That's laughable. They should be shamed for that. Well, speaking of laughable, though, we what? should go back to... So, like like, like I said, we got in with the support band, They Art Is Murder, and... You know, all right, watch the song or two and then uh, mosey about. We sat up on the balcony for a little bit to get a bit of, uh, you know, yeah, back rest. Because we're, yeah, yeah. we're fucking old and I was, la- I'm making I was fun saying, of people in the circle fit. <laughs> well, I was saying to Matt, so I was like, yeah, maybe we should sit down for a bit before Cannibal Corpse because if I stand up for too long, like my, my lower back starts really hurting. Yeah. And he was like, yep, same. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have to convince you. That was uh, my problem at the Mountain Goats when they were playing their <laughs> three hour fucking set. I was like, right, God damn, right. I've been standing for so long. Yeah. I had to stand through your boring ass opener. Yeah, yeah. So openers. we Dude, no more openers by the way. <laughs> so I've I've uh, discovered a lot of bands for openers, so I'm yeah. still well, more or, or less alright with you. it. But anyway, um yeah, so we went up uh, up to the balcony and sat down to watch the rest of this uh, and for some reason, <laughs> I don't know if it was a mistake or what, but at one point all the spotlights <laughs> oh, shit, shine on this. shine on this one guy in the fucking pit. <laughs> Just one guy seemingly illuminated above anything else. And it's this bald fella, and he's just like throwing his hands in the air and just going like, Yes! Yes! Fucking yes! That guy fucking ruled. It was, that was so the highlight of my night. This, it was, yeah, it was so Thy Art is Murderer is playing. And it's like this this kind of slow, brutal moment in the song, like a, right before the breakdown comes in. Right. And, um,. Yeah, they had these lights that I think were supposed to be pointed at the stage. Yeah. But they were all in their kind of default dormant position, which is just pointing straight down onto the audience. (laughs) And just this shaft of light, and here's this bald fuck. It was like he was about to get abducted. (laughs) He just lights up, and then it's bouncing off his bald head. And they caught him. (laughs) And he's like, caught him fucking doing that. He's like pumping his fucking hands pumping in the air. Pumping both arms above his head. Oh, yeah. it ruled. That was the highlight of my night. <laughs> yeah. us, I was laughing. One of the best fucking... sight gags I've ever seen at a concert. Yeah, really. Way. It was. You couldn't have planned it better. 
it's not even that funny when you're describing it. Oh, if, seen if this you guys had guy. seen it, you yeah. would know. You would know true He's comedy. Like, Here we fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> to thy art is murder. Like he was pretty in fucking for it, dude. Band, yeah. I never saw that guy again for the rest of the night. He might have he, just been there for thy art is murder. He fucking floated up to the. Well, you were telling a story that was interesting to me about uh, people showing up just for one of the supporting acts. Yeah. Oh, you want me to? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, actually, it came from a conversation we were having on the way home about um, black metal in general. And black metal has a at least a contingency of uh, kind of neo-Nazi yeah. fans. More so than most subgenres of music. Yeah, I mean, I like punk in general as well. Has yeah. a bit of that. But yeah, the, uh, I mean, some specific subgenres of black metal are literally called National Socialist Black Metal. Cause right. they're from Scandinavia and they're all about the weird... You know, pagan stuff, which sometimes can be a little bit Nazi-ish. Um, yeah, so there are some bands, anyway, who do have a bit of a following, even if they don't outright condone it themselves. And mm. uh, the fir- one of the first metal shows I ever went to see was uh, Cradle of Filth in London uh, when I was about 17. And uh, Cradle of Filth have a fan base that they're known as being like a sellout black metal band you know they have mostly girls in their fan base and uh you know that makes you a sellout yeah if to, a certain, metal band. to a certain no yeah. but you know the hot topic types you know yeah. and, and they were actively courting them for a while they had some awful albums where they were very very clearly they were hanging out with like you know him and ben margera and stuff like that so yeah they definitely tried to court that audience and they got it and they've always had a bit of a feminine energy to their music, a lot of their concept of albums, filth? absolutely, yeah, like they're, they're very yeah. gothy and a lot of um, you know synths and female opera singers and uh, you know doing concept albums about Elizabeth Bathory. It's, it's very typical goth stuff, which is has quite a feminine energy to it. They're certainly yeah. not like a brutal band, right? Uh, so it's it's their show with a bunch of those kind of teenage fans, and you know they had a few other support acts before, like Moonspell, who are a gothic band about werewolves, mm, <laughs> and cool. uh, you know kinda... I got a guy who would be into that, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of like the Twilight E contingent of metal, right? Yeah. And um, but then for some reason on this lineup they had Gorgoroth uh, playing second uh, second headliner. And Gorgoroth are a notoriously dark, dark band from Norway, like one of the original uh, 90s black metal bands. Um, and they've been in a lot of trouble with the law and stuff like that. And a lot of their members have been in prison and things. So they're pretty rough. Uh, the singer at the time, his, his name's Gal. Um, there's a whole documentary about him on Vice, which is very funny uh, for, the, for the, all the wrong reasons. But um, <laughs> anyway... He actually later came out of the closet as being gay, and now he uh, d- designs summer dresses. And His band members killed him. <laughs> no, but there were a lot of people, certainly in the community, yeah. who were very, very upset about that, yeah. which was kind of funny. He says, well, look, you've been liking his music for yeah. all this time, and he's like- now you said he's gay, and surely that's like the most anti-Christian thing you could be, right? Like if you're into be- black metal yeah. for its Satanist, anti-Christian, anti-religious stuff... And then you have a gay singer. It's like, yeah, surely that's pretty anti-Christian, that's pretty right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty black metal and do what you will and all that kind of stuff. But no, but there are some black metal fans who are more or less just very right wing or mm. Nazi types. So yeah, when let's I went find to, out. Let's find out. <laughs> have you ever seen? Have I shown you any of that shit? Uh, no, we've, just, we've talked you, about it on the oh, podcast. You got to see it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, 
yeah, so I'm at this show and I'm 17 and I'm still, you know, I've been to like a lot of rough shows, like a lot of punk shows and a lot of rougher shows. But this one, first of all, Golgoth was scary enough. Like they had people crucified on stage, which was instantly a bit of a trigger for me with my phobia of crucifixes. Right. Uh, they had models, like nude models who were crucified on these big crosses on stage oh, and so. a very, very aggressive and kind of extreme dark show, right? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so I'm down in the pit watching them, and then at some point, I keep hearing people say, like, hey, get out, get out of the pit, out of the pit, like, as if there's a fucking snake in there. You know, they're like, <laughs> hey, get, uh, hey, like, everyone, move move away, get, like, get out. I, I'd say, I'd recommend getting out, get out. Oh, fuck, fuck. And I yeah. see a bunch of people leaving, because I see a bunch of uh, skinheads start to walk into the pit. Huge fucking skinheads, like, proper British, old-school skinheads. Yeah. I, I didn't... I didn't see if any of them had swastikas tattooed on them, but it yeah. wouldn't surprise me, right? Like, huge fucking nets, and they're, like, storming their way through to the front of the stage. And I hadn't seen them at all for fucking Moonspell with their werewolf shit. Right. Or any of the other bands. Um, that wasn't I what think they, they were there for. They yeah. turned up just for Gorgoroth, and uh, they were there to cause trouble, it seemed like. Yeah. Um, now, granted, the Cradle of Filth audience generally doesn't have that many minorities in it, but yeah. certainly enough for all these 17-year-old kids to freak out yeah. and uh, and try and get the fuck out of there. Sure. And then they, after the Gorgora finished, they left. They didn't want to stick around for Cradle with his, you know, silly lyrics about vampires. Well, are Gorgoroth like NSBM? No, not they wouldn't call themselves that. Well, first of all, the version of Gorgoroth I saw is now not what Gorgoroth is. Right, a long legal issue, but anyway, um, no, they're not. They've never been outright national socialists, but they, especially in the nineties, I think it was kind of seen as the cool thing to do to kind of say, well, maybe Hitler had some good points and things yeah, like that. And oh, a lot of I had the one metalhead at my school was very into that type of stuff. Yeah, Same yeah, stuff you know, like, like that, the, yeah. the, the, it, I mean, some of it is clearly just controversy baiting. But, oh, of course, yeah. or like oh well just we worship evil and all that right. kind of shit but yeah so a few of them have had made comments in the past which seem a little bit nazi-ish but i don't think they actually really are and that, certainly the lyrics never were it was always just about satan and worshiping satan and all that yeah. but yeah there were <laughs> definitely that night a fair few very very clear like american history x looking skinheads yeah trying it's to so crazy I, you don't get that at you wouldn't the get that at cannibal cannibal you and you wouldn't get it at mountain goats <laughs> <laughs> i would fucking love it if you did though. <laughs> it would be so great <laughs> <laughs> like, playing from the bible themed album i really like, like <laughs> i really like the idea of a band like for some reason really appealing to a, an audience that they really don't want you it know? would be a it would be a great one of those uh you it's a bit of a tangent but worth talking about. Uh do you remember this this collective or website or whatever they were? I think they were kind of like a collective called Improv Everywhere. Mm, they were pretty hot in the early days of the internet like maybe like not the early days of the internet but like the early days of viral videos on the internet like maybe the mid 2000s yeah like the mid aughts and they would stage all these viral videos that were like oh look we're gonna hire 400 people at once to be actors in Grand Central Station and we're all going to freeze at the exact second. Oh, the second. flash mob shit? Well, so they kind of right. invented the flash mob, which oh, then just God. became choreographed dance shit. Thanks, right? improv everywhere. Yeah, no, Everyone truly, loves it. Truly. Um, but 
one of the things they did, which was... <laughs> a bunch of Nazis yeah. <laughs> demonstration. Well, no. what? <laughs> what happens when you drop 400 neo-Nazis into the Congo? <laughs> the results may shock you. One of the things they did, because here's the thing, like they always framed themselves as like this heady kind of art collective but yeah. really they were the original youtube prank video uh-huh. like you know what i mean like that is essentially a prank right. having everyone freeze at one there's a thin uh, line between prank of, yeah, and performance yeah. art i know what you mean uh but I so never call it performance art are you kidding <laughs> but for everyone freezing at once that's kind of cool i'm into it but here's right. one thing they did that was actually on um i don't remember what it was probably like this american life or radio lab or one of those shows but they they did something that I think they thought would be a really good idea, but actually ended up being super fucking mean, which is there was like a no-name band mm. that was like on a self-funded van tour that was coming to town. And so they got like 200 actors to go to the band's website and learn all their songs and like listen to their MySpace page and learn all their shit and then show up to their show and just act like they were super and like give them the best concert experience of their life. Okay. You can see how that might be fucked up for the band though. Yeah. Where they, really annoyed. they go from nothing to, Oh my God, we made it. I can't believe it. And then the next night they're like, Oh, this was like a prank. Yeah. You know what I, I don't mean? I really see the purpose. Well, I think they, in their head, they were like, we're giving people amazing lifelong experiences and like, imagine how great it would be for this band to play one awesome fucking show. Yeah, dude. I mean, best I, laid plans and all, but, um, yeah, like, let, let's, let's like give road them some to hell fucking, is paid to give them some fucking hope for one evening. And exactly. Then and let then them deal dash with, it immediately. Yeah. Then, then we'll wait them up. Take the candy away. What I wanted to get to, yeah. though, is I think that would be a great improv everywhere type of routine is we just get a bunch of people to pretend like they're neo-Nazis and start a fucking neo-Nazi mosh pit at a mountain goat show. <laughs> I mean, look, it would be very funny. Not for the mountain goats, I wouldn't think. I don't think they'd like it. I don't like think it, John Danielle would be no, a fan his, of... his politics are not Nazi. I'll tell you <laughs> No, really not. Really not. Yeah, no, it's unfortunate that yeah, there definitely are elements of that yeah. hanging around in, in, in those scenes. Because I really like a lot of black metal. I, I like some black metal bands who I think you could actively say are kind of Nazi-ish. Oh, yeah. And there are some who uh, certainly flirt with that ideology and I stuff. Took a, I took a course once where uh, we were talking about like California local, or not California, but Los Angeles, specifically Los yeah. Angeles art scenes and... This one kid who was Mexican, he talked about the local black metal scene. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about, like, look, some of my favorite bands I can't really go see live because I go on their site and there's a bunch of fucking swastikas everywhere. And he's like, I love the music. I can't lie to you. I love the music. But, like, I cannot show up to that live show because I will get the shit kicked out of me. Maybe. Maybe I won't, but it's not worth the risk. No, I'm with yeah. you. I, luckily, I've I've never actually heard of any, at least not well documented case of um, anything like that actually happening at one of those Green shows. Room. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on based how wrong on a true that movie. Story. Yeah. yeah, no, that that movie was all over the place. It was like it was meant to be sort of about punks, but then there was a death metal band playing. I mean, I well, the Nazi band was death metal, which the, I've never heard of. The band was a punk band, weren't they? Their band was, but the then good everyone guys else, band, was but everyone death you're hearing metal. like. Boo, 
dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. as if they're interchangeable. That fucking shit. And really they played me in movies. Dead Kennedys. I remember they the, played Nazi punks. Fuck the band. Off. The band. The, the, the good guys played the protagonists. But every yeah. other band there, you just keep hearing like. I mean, yeah. I liked it purely for the kind of absurdity of seeing Patrick Stewart juxtaposed with like death metal yeah. growling. But aside from that. I didn't really like that movie much. I don't like I that. I like that movie a I lot. I don't like that guy. That who, I didn't like Blue Ruin either. I, mm. that was I liked like, Green Room better than Blue Ruin. Yeah, no. Anyway, Jeremy um, Saulnier is his name. Anyway, we should probably wrap up for this one. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think what I think we should do is I think we should go to Brendan's and then Oof. come back. Oh wow, that's uh, you're playing with fire here. Why? What's going on? Well, we come back and then who knows? We've been to Brendan's. We've had a laugh. Well, I don't have Like any... I said, I got a free house now. My class tomorrow is going to be at 45, so Ooh, okay. Yeah. I yeah, no, it's night. fucking, you know, ice cream for breakfast. Oh, I shouldn't be saying stuff like I t- I'm taking a class in the morning. You take That's what I mean by that. Right. <laughs> but yes, but ice yeah, cream no, for, for I got I got a free house for a couple of days. Yeah, ice dude. cream for breakfast, skidding around in my socks. Fuck yeah, dude. Risky business. Can I tell you? I'm not going to get any hookers. I actually did live that life though when I was in when I was like maybe fifteen. Uh, don't you live alone now? Yeah, I guess I could do that, but I don't really have the urge anymore. As no, a the novelty's worn off. I've like I've like just gotten down to a weight where I'm like, okay, this is nice. I don't want to start eating ice cream for breakfast. <laughs> Ruin the I whole thing. Yesterday, I'm down to guess how much I weigh now. Like what? One fifteen. One fifteen. Yeah. Oh, sorry, 215, my bad. <laughs> Your fucking pound system in America. Fuck off of it. 115 uh, kilos, maybe. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm down to 210, actually. 210, good job, yeah. dude. And, uh, you know, this time, maybe this time last, what is it, November? Mm-hmm. This time, two years ago, I was like 280. Yeah. So, when yeah. When I met you, you were nearly 300. I, I remember mm-hmm. seeing the um, Speakeasy Society did a show. And they made yeah. a trailer for it, which mm-hmm. included footage of some of their other performances. Mm-hmm. And Max was one of the audience members in mm-hmm. those performances. And they had this weird, uh, this weird shot where the camera's kind of circling around a group of people. Uh-huh. So you ca- you kind of get this great comedy reveal of a really fat Max. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I've because I've known yeah. you for a while, so like your weight loss hasn't really registered to me because I see you right. so often. So you know. I, I don't really notice uh, significant well, and weight you loss. go up and down 20 pounds every I three months. I fluctuate like yeah. crazy. I don't even know what you I am right Brandon now. You and Brandon are the biggest fluctuators I know. Yeah, I fluctuate like yeah. a madman. Yeah, you can usually tell if I'm on the if I'm on the fatter side of it. If mm-hmm. uh, if I'm in a show of my own and I'm not shirtless, mm-hmm. that means I'm probably I have a reason. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I I went I was I was like really heavy toward the end of 2017. And then uh, I got like probably down to my second lowest to compare second only to now in like early like the first half of 2018. Wait, what year is it? We're in 2019 now, sir. Well, whatever. Like last summer. Uh, so I guess it would be 2018. You were I was like, slim I was pretty slim. Yeah. And then I like. You know, got into a relationship, started uh, started kind of letting yourself go, yeah, man. and then and now I'm back on the uh, back on the mend. Well, yesterday, like my wife left uh, yesterday night about uh, seven p.m. Yeah. and I decided to celebrate that. Just not celebrate her being gone, but like 
you know, being able to just be gross by yourself. Hell yeah. I very oh, much enjoy that. Yes. And I don't get that many opportunities to do yeah. it anymore. So I go, I went out to, I went out to McDonald's. See, I'm going to be the one talking about fast food now. Oh, shit. Went out to McDonald's and just got like stupid amounts of stuff. Ugh. Stupid amounts of stuff and ate it all. Do and you felt feel like so shit good. after you eat McDonald's? I do, I do. generally, but yeah. on a night like this, on a night like, <laughs> <laughs> on a night like this, it felt so good. Just knowing that if I felt like shit afterwards, yeah. I didn't have anyone to like, to be in to be around you know i don't feel like shit for moral reasons like i physically feel bad no that's what i mean yeah okay yeah 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 yeah. no 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 i I don't i couldn't give a shit about morality yeah certainly my wife is (laughs) you know she's very happy to eat very bad stuff in front of me too but um no more more just in the sense it's like hey like if i feel if i feel terrible if i have to like you know sit on the toilet for an hour after this I'm fine with that because I, I, no I'm beholden to no one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's the life, baby. The worst is when you eat stuff that makes you feel terrible, like physically terrible. And then you're kind of, you know, it's nighttime. The, at least in my case, the kids are asleep. And then your wife sort of starts, you know, initiating. Oh, no. And you're like, I can't. Yeah. I can't. I've eaten terrible things. I spent I've all done, this energy on Big I've Macs. I've done bad things to my body. <laughs> I'm, I'm unable to fulfill my husbandly duties. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I always feel really bad about that. Uh, so, no, last night I was able to just be like, yeah, make yourself feel like shit. I actually didn't. I felt good. I felt fulfilled. Sometimes, I felt happy. you know what I've been getting into lately? What's that? Is uh, Bikram Yoga. Bikram yoga. <laughs> I might as well be with how fucking hot my house is. And how hot you are at, at your 210 pounds, you know. Oh, hell yeah. Fucking now we're talking now. my fucking abs. I'm yeah. starting to get those lines. You know, they say <laughs> abs are made in the kitchen. You can't work out to get abs. You have to just lose weight. Well, get that like kind of heroin abs, you know? Like, no, like having it really skinny, and then you yeah. just have like an eight pack. But yeah, I look like, like I look like Joaquin Phoenix in the Joker, right? With like yeah, my yeah. ribs sticking way out. Like. <laughs> your, your, your skeleton's used to you being fatter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I got um, what's it called? What I've been getting into is like not even like ooh, I'm left to my own devices. I'm gonna fucking eat a fucking little caesars like like i used to although i every once in a while that's don't don't think that's off the menu yeah i've never assumed that yeah clean <laughs> yeah but um but i i like today when i was all fucking dead after my horrible day of running around from building to building trying to get paperwork sorted out um came home and i like i f- <laughs> I just realized how how fucking lame this is. I came home right. and I poured myself a glass of bullet bourbon on the rocks and lit a single <laughs> candle and sat in the dark <laughs> and watched and watched the flame. Hey, dude, there's nothing better than that. Sometimes it really was nice. There's nothing better. Just that's total what I did. Silence. Yeah, yeah, like I said, that's what I did all of yesterday, pretty much. Yesterday, yeah. once, once my wife left and stuff. And again, it's not that I'm like, yeah, she's fucking gone. Right. Um, but yeah, it's rare that I get those kinds of yeah. moments. Like, like you're like you have the choice always. So that's true. You, the novelty is probably not as uh, yeah. But I was like, I have yeah. a free hour. Yeah, this is what I'm gonna do. And then I just kind of dozed oh, off. It's really good. It's good for you with too. a candle burning. Yeah, <laughs> it's the smartest thing you can do. <laughs> <laughs> They're fine. They're in like glass containers usually. Oh no, this was just a pillar candle sitting on the carpet. Oh dear. Wow. <laughs> okay. If you have paraffin <laughs> wax, by the way, I was pouring it on myself. I was getting uh, a little <laughs> getting a little depressed. It sounds like. no. I was getting a little <laughs> sensual. I mean, okay. I was getting a little sensual right. with myself. 
All right, well, let's, let's not make this a blue ending. And then I rope right. flogged the wax off of, my, off of my own thighs. Well, we'll talk about that on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go. All right. All right.